Live from the R&R Studios in the good old friendly city, it's the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome into the R&R Studio for the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. Big week this week coming up. We talked about playoffs last week. We'll continue on the playoff train this week. Boys, we finally figured out who is going to be in the Kelly Cup Finals. And honestly, is anybody surprised? No, not at all. Toledo's on a whole different level, dude. I mean, a whole different level. I I, I don't even know how that series is going to go against Florida. I mean, I could see it going seven games. I could, yeah. They get, Florida's got good goaltending. Chris, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I agree with what Jordan said, though. I just think Toledo is on a totally different level this year. This is the type of team that can compete with an AHL team. I mentioned that last week. Just a lot of the guys that they have. I mean, some of the names that you mentioned, John Albert, TJ Hensick, Patrick Curry, just to name a few. And then, oh, let's throw in a veteran goaltender there and Billy Christopoulos. So they're just a great all-around hockey team, and it's going to be a very difficult series. Um, if you're Florida, you've got to take one of these games in Toledo. Yeah, I understand it's nice to go back to your home rink for three straight games, but if you're Florida and if you're going to be a championship team, you're going to have to take one out of two against Toledo in these first It's going to be difficult because you know they're going to bring the fans in again. I mean, they're averaging, what, eight, 9,000 in the playoffs right now? Something like that. And even when going back to like when Toledo played Wheeling, like just the way the flow of the game progressed and how much Toledo was so much faster than Wheeling. They had no answer for it. The only way they would have had any chance is to bump up the physicality, which they did at the end of game would have been three when they were down five to one and scored the three goals in the mm-hmm. third period. But in order to do that, you have to bump the physicality. And I think Army just tried way too much to try to play the same game against them, and it just never worked out. Yeah, I mean, experience definitely took over in their favor. I mean, they're, they've always been good. I mean... <laughs> That's just one of those things. They've built a really good team up there and honestly a really good fan base because, like we said, they, they're averaging eight, 9,000 fans right now. Yeah, and I mean, they're also one of the biggest markets in the league, too. So, I mean, that's something that you have to always take into account. And, um, you know, but Florida's a team, too, in the arena as well that you never want to take it away from them because Fort Myers, they can get some good fans down there. You're going to get the tourists that come in down there. I mean, I don't know if you go to Florida, you know, hockey's probably the first thing. Out, but, <laughs> I mean, you know, Florida's the same way, though. They got a veteran team led by former Wheeling Mailer, Johnny Mack. You know, he's their captain down there. He's done a lot of big things this year. They got great goaltending and great defense. But I agree with what Jordan, though, said, what he said as well, though. Yeah, you got to play that physical game with Toledo. But I think the smart thing that Toledo did in that series is they do not get involved with that extracurricular stuff after the whistle. And um, if you're Florida, you're going to have to play very disciplined hockey because the walleye is not a power play team that you want to put on that man advantage. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's going to come down to special teams, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm with Jordan. I, I definitely could see seven. I could definitely see six, too. Um, I, I, my, my prediction, Toledo takes it in six. I'm saying Toledo in five. Really? I say 
I what I think they're going to do. Toledo's going to win both games at home, lose one in Florida, and win the other two in Florida. Possibility, Chris. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I unfortunately I kind of tend to agree with that. I think this one go to five. I think Toledo's going to come out and um, those first two games use that home crowd to their advantage, and they're just going to take it to Florida. And um, I think Florida's going to give them a good fight down there in Estero. Kurt Serena or whatever the hell they call it now. I think they renamed it about 20. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, you know, it's it's a different atmosphere down there. And uh, but like I said, the biggest key for Florida is going to be you have to at least take one of those two games in Toledo. And because that way, I mean, it could give you an opportunity to win all three games in your home arena. Is it going to happen? Probably not. But it's that's going to be the key. Game one and game two is going to be the key. Yeah, I mean that that'll set the tone there for that. I I don't know. I I think it's going to be a good series. I think we're all in agreement. I think it's going to be depending on how many games it goes. I think it's going to be a good series either way. Um we'll shift over to the uh, NHL and crazy things going on over there. Um we're just waiting on one game. I mean, just one game and that's tomorrow night. So I mean, we'll we'll see what happens there. I mean, game 7, Canes and Rangers. Um I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Who's gonna take it? Who's gonna win? I, I don't know. It's it's been a good series thus far. Longer than I thought it was gonna go. That's for sure. Fuck the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair I I don't understand, and I get that it's the playoffs, but the whole Jacob Truba situation in the last two series. Come on, dude. Fucking do something. Peros needs to get off his fucking ass and do something. Shave that fucking mustache off or something, dude. Like, I get it, he was an enforcer in the league, but let's be real. Did he ever beat anybody's ass in the NHL? No. He got his ass whooped. And to have anybody anybody be, like, head of player safety and stuff, and he, in my opinion, should have never been brought up for that conversation. But, two series in a row, and virtually the same exact injury, it was an elbow to the fucking head. Yeah. And just slap on the fucking wrist. Where are these big guys? Where's McGratton at? Where where's that Doug Glatt in the NHL right now that can just I asked the same question. I it, it, it's it's <sighs> the, the enforcer sure doesn't... as hell ain't in Pittsburgh. No sir. <laughs> sure as hell ain't in Pittsburgh. No sir. I I don't know. But yeah, I mean the the other two we'll talk about the other two series. Um <laughs> talk about Florida just flat out laying an egg. What? I was fucking the... right. <laughs> I was fucking right. What I say, Sean ain't on the podcast this week. You know, give that you know his deal. I'm not going to repeat it because it was a little bit uh, unnecessary. I'm still waiting on it. But I fucking told everybody that Florida looks like dog shit. I mean, straight dog shit. I'm not mean to blow up, but I'm just saying I was fucking right. I don't know if it was just hey, we're going to bring the captain from the Flyers, which is a shit fucking team. And let's come to Florida and ruin another good fucking team. And then just get fucking blown out in the playoffs to Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay, 100% deserve it. They've been playing well all, all fucking season, the playoffs, whatever. Florida, if I have to tell you one thing right now, you drop fucking Claude Giroux. You drop Bob because he just fell off the face of the earth. Really? I think you need to bring somebody younger in. Really? Yes. Wow. But Jordan, don't forget too that they did sign Matt Gudza, the uh, number one junior goalie prospect. That is very true. Uh, 
yeah, they just signed him, and I mean, he had a hell of a few games there in Charlotte too. So keep that in mind as well. And I mean, I I will never put any. They got so much talent down there. There's no reason they should have fucking lost. There, and there is no way. President's trophy, Kirk. Yep, you're absolutely right. Because yeah. I mean, Hornquist went there, and and you know what's crazy? Like as soon as Hornquist ended up going there, leaving Pittsburgh, going to Florida, it seemed like their stock just started dra- like slowly rising mm-hmm. ever since he got down there. And then you got Barkov, which is a great player. Sam Bennett, who's a great player. And Bob Roski, who, I mean, he was a few years removed from winning a Venza. So it's like, what the fuck happened? I, I don't know. Just Claude Drew happened. That's what happened. That fuck the Flyers. Playoff Bob happened. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, playoff Bob took over. I, I just... Mean, it's just fade to fade. I I don't know. I mean, that's just I I don't know. Tampa's good, but I mean, come on, you number one seed, and then you do that, just completely laying an egg. Let me just, uh, and I'm going to throw this out there on the other side of that spectrum. And the only reason I don't want Tampa Bay to win is because I fucking hate Corey Perry. Hmm. I fucking hate him. Right. He just jumps from team to team. Think about it. The last three years, he played for Dallas when they went to the final. Last year, played for Montreal when they went to the final. All of a sudden, he's in Tampa Bay and they're going to the final. Hey, it sounds like you, you sign Perry, you go to the final. Yeah, but he hasn't fucking done nothing. Doesn't matter. Three finals in a row for him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. It's almost like Dion in the 90s. You want to go to the Super Bowl, you sign Dion Sanders. I mean, it just... <laughs> yeah, but the only thing about that, though, is, if you think about it, he's been to three cup finals. How many has he won? Yeah, this is true. Zero. This is true. <laughs> Zero. This is true. He's the plague. He's the fucking plague. Cup. I know he has a Calder Cup. But no, I think team? I think he has one. Wait, did he play for Anaheim when they won? Oh, fuck the Ducks, so I don't know. <laughs> but Scott Spoken. Niederminder was still playing for him back <laughs> then. So. Spoken from a true Kings fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was funny you, you brought up you know, the team that wins the regular season title in the President's Cup. Hey, I, I go back to 2012 when my Kings swept the Canucks in the first round and became the first ever eight seed to upset a one seed and sweep them. So, you know, you, you brought up a good memory for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, but if you haven't realized, Canadian teams in playoffs, just they don't exist. I don't, I don't know what they... They just... That's okay. Same thing with fucking Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Toronto on paper has a fucking great roster. What the fuck happened? I I I give it two years and Austin Matthews is out. Too many superstars, not enough team players. That's exactly what the issue. It's exactly is. They, only have, one puck. they have really weak goaltending too. They do. Oh yeah. Yeah, no shit. You took the fucking LA Kings backup goaltender. And <laughs> yeah. they were the worst fucking team in the league for giving up goals. Yeah, <laughs> and then Frederick Anderson moves on from there and goes to Carolina, and they're still in the fucking playoffs. Yeah, there's this. I mean, I'll tell you what. There's, there's something special brewing there in Raleigh, but, I mean, I agree with you. Fuck the Rangers, but, I mean, there's something special brewing in New York, too. I mean, this has been a hell of a fucking series. And how crazy would that be? You know, this game's going to a game seven. If the Rangers win this and win the next round in seven, they could potentially play the maximum amount of games in the playoffs. I mean, that's just insane to think. And from a, an athlete standpoint, you know how much wear and tear that'd be on your fucking body? Well, here's my thing. The longer these series go, you have to put it in the favor of the Rangers because they're, they're, I, 
they just outwork everybody. I don't know what the hell it is. But then you got to think about it. The firepower that Tampa has. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I, it, you don't know. Like, what if they're, okay, they went seven with Pittsburgh. They're going seven with Carolina. And I hate to say it, but if they would win, Tampa Bay's a whole different anomaly. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The, it all comes down to where this game is going to be played on Monday night. That's that's all it is. I mean, yeah. there's there that atmosphere, those fans, it's gonna help. I mean, there might be an earthquake brewing in Raleigh. Oh, absolutely. It, I think it's going to. It's going to be insane. Freaking caniacs in there. But in all honesty, so many props should go to Rod Brendamore. So many props. He has definitely turned that franchise around from back when he played. Like all him. Yeah, because I mean they weren't even weren't even a, a staple at all. No, you didn't he, even think about them. No, and then the last three years, they slowly became what they are now. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. We we'll flip sides here. Go over to the western side, which everything's completely done with over there. Oh, hold on, hold on. I I got one more thing. Oh god, I got one more thing. Going back to Game Four at Tampa and Florida, I forgot to mention this. Can we just talk about the two disallowed goals? <laughs> to start that fucking game from Tampa Bay. Like, what are the refs fucking doing? You're just denying the inevitable. They were going to fucking lose. <laughs> they were trying to help, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, they, granted, they won 2 nothing, but in all actuality, it should have been 4 nothing. Right. And then, going back to disallowed goals, we'll talk about it in the other series that happened in the West, but that's a whole different controversy. But, I mean, F- Florida, they, the refs were even trying to help you. Right. The fuck? I just I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I forgot. To no, say you're good. I Sorry. I completely get it. I'll I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll flip over to the Western Conference. Is that we good now? Yeah, I'm good. We're good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Hey, there we go. Chris rocking the merch there. I like it. I like it. Um, got to it on. But uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about the Avalanche and the Blues. Colorado wins that series four to two. Um, I didn't really think Colorado was in any any danger in that series to be honest um they were just waiting for their time and closed the door pretty much i just i, I mean game six they were losing yeah came I back mean, yeah yeah but i mean i i don't know i think if it if it went seven i think they would have they would have regardless they would i'm gonna tell you what though that nathan mckinnon goal when he went fucking coast to coast Ooh. was oh un- ridiculous believable as nasty i mean i that dude <sighs> There's something brewing up in where? Where's that at? Where? Denver. Where? What? Denver. No, I'm saying like him and Crosby. They're both from the same hometown. Where's that at? Oh, uh, Thunder Bay. Ah, uh, you asked me too quick. Yeah. next week. Yeah, you asked me way too quick. There's I, something in the water up there, dude. Yeah. I oh. mean, two of the best players in the entire league. Well, one is arguably the best player in the league. The other one is slowly on his heels. Don't don't. Don't discount the other guy in the other series that we'll talk about here in a minute. Don't discount him either. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Too. Yes, it's sir. Controversy. Oh, controversy. come on. Have you not read the articles? Yeah. But we'll bring that up here in a second. Let's go back to the Colorado series. <laughs> Five seconds left to win it in the third period in game six. That just, hey, game's on the line. Got to do something. Hey, they put a bunch of traffic in on, and he put the puck on net. Hey, that's what you're paid to do. Because I don't even who was who was playing goalie for St. Louis. I know it wasn't Bennington. It was Hasso or, or whatever. Like he was, he looked like 
Craig Anderson <laughs> when Kunitz scored that goal in overtime in Game Seven to go to the finals that year. He was just like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was guessing. Yeah, I mean, that's all he could do, do is guess. Yeah, and he guessed wrong. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking guessed wrong. Definitely fucking guessed wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I, Jeff, I Jeff, I want to go back to your point though that you made um, about Colorado. The only danger that I see for Colorado is them beating themselves. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Like, I don't know what they did in some of those games and what they were even doing. They're going to be their worst, and they're going to be their own worst enemy if they don't bring this up home. They're going to beat themselves. Now, I mean, okay, if you're going up against a team like Tampa or somebody, they do have the recipe to beat a team like Colorado, but I firmly believe that they're going to be their worst enemy. Their own worst enemy. Jesus. No, I mean I I agree, but that's that's the problem with great teams is they get in the way of themselves. Mm-hmm. There's multiple multiple teams and all across sports that we could sit here and go that team should have won a championship, but they got in their own way. They either one got overconfident or two just couldn't put it together and just had all the skill and couldn't couldn't bring it home. Like got Green in their Bay. own way. Like Green Bay in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's that's that's probably the biggest one. I would, yeah. I mean, there's others, but I mean, well, there's... I mean, like just in the past year. Oh yeah. I mean, all Green Bay had all the talent in the world. They yeah. just shit the bed. Yeah. I mean, that's there's a certain college football team I know a lot about too that does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't, we won't bring them up. Are you talking about there, Chris? <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there and let you guys wonder. I feel like I know you're talking about there, Chris. <laughs> Which one of y'all team I'm talking about there? Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. What, what's y'all's record against us the last three years? Uh, three and one, actually. Uh, oh, no, two and two. two we and lost two. you guys. Both okay. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Don't, don't, don't put it out there like y'all are that much better than us. <laughs> oh, bro. Trust me. Okay, I, I two can... years ago, that was the worst fucking game I've ever watched in my fucking life. <laughs> oh, that but was I unbearable. You, yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. I, I could have a whole podcast on how bad my team is, so trust me. It's I know, no, let's go back two years. We were both fucking dog shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, dog shit, but listen, that's for a that, whole different... That's a, listen, that might be that's a... That's a separate podcast. That, yeah. Might, yeah. that might be an episode there, boys, about teams that were good enough that should have won a championship but didn't. I, I like that. We can go all oh, we can go all day with that. We can go hockey, baseball, you. football, college football. Oh, man. Yeah, that, we're, we're going to have to get that. We're good. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're, we're gonna have good. to do that. <laughs> we're uh, gonna do a whole series on that, folks. So stick around. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, Georgia's defense is way too fucking good. Oh my god, <laughs> it was way I too mean... fucking good. I'm sorry, they're too fucking good. Hey, <laughs> Chris. Every time we get up to go call a game, what do I say wins? Running the ball and playing defense. Yeah, one hundred percent. Control the clock and play defense. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even going back to hockey, you can kind of do the same thing. Like, yeah. get a few goals and then, you know, but I, it also does frustrate me, though, too, is like, you know, and I mean, this, I can, let's go back to the ECHL here. Toledo's probably going to be guilty of the same thing. Yeah. They can get up by four or five goals and then they can lay an egg because they take the foot off the pedal. Yeah. No, don't do that. It's playoff time, boys. Put up twenty for all I care, you know. It's just, yeah, just keep putting them in the back of the net. Shit, I mean, the scoreboard. That's how I feel. 
Yeah, yeah, the scoreboard will go up. It'll, you know, it may have a couple lights missing here and there, but it'll go up. It'll hey, work. All I fucking care about is I have one year of bragging rights. That's all I get fucking care about. <laughs> one year of bragging rights because fuck Ohio State. <laughs> Anybody who listens to this podcast, I don't give a shit. You like Ohio State, pound fucking salt. Because <laughs> y'all say O-H-I-O, I say O-H-I blow, all right? <laughs> All right. I mean, we all knew you did. But, hey, I mean, hey, all Buckeye is is a poisonous fucking nut. That's about it. Oh, man, I totally opened up a can of worms. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, you now did. my face is fucking red. red. I look as red as a fucking apple. <laughs> but, anyway, but, but back to hockey, boys? Yeah, go, back go to blue. hockey. Go blue. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll go back to hockey. Hey, we're in Frozen 4. It's a hockey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, can we talk about McJesus now? And the controversy behind McJesus? Oh, come on. Hey, hey, I, okay, okay. Connor McDavid is 100% a great, great, great hockey player. He's an anomaly. He is. I saw him playing his last game in Erie when he was playing for the Otters. They were playing the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Darnell Nurse actually was playing for them huh. in that game. And I think he had, like, I don't know, 9, 12 points, something like that <laughs> in that game. Because nobody, nobody, was, even, I mean, nobody yeah. was close to him. Like, nobody was even anywhere remotely close to him. But now you got that controversy coming out because, especially with that disallowed goal in that game, that game against Calgary of the kicking motion, the kicking motion that was not a kicking motion. Regardless, and now the controversy coming out of saying that the playoffs are being rigged in McDavid's favor. I don't know. I mean, they they beat him four games to one. I what, mean, well, and, yeah, well, Calgary's fucking dog shit. Too. <laughs> they got a cool mascot there. That mascot's fucking awesome. He is. You ever you ever watch him? Go back and watch his. It, he's right up over Benny the Bull. As much as no. I love Benny the Bull, I'm telling you, uh-huh. listen. Hold on. I love no. I love my Benny the Bull being a Bulls fan. But oh. listen, he is fucking hysterical. He'll go up and he'll he'll chirp at everybody. He uh he actually got his tongue pulled out this year. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. But when it comes to mascots, I think NBA mascots trump every other mascot and any other major sports. You know what I mean? Like I mean I between him cool too. the the uh the gorilla or whatever it is from the jazz. Oh no the the uh the bear. The, the bear. bear? Mm-hmm. Um, who's the other one? There's another one. Regardless, now we're talking about the NBA mascots. But going back to the controversy, <laughs> <sighs> the fucking NHL. It moves on from the NFL and Tom Brady to the NHL with Connor McDavid. So anyway, so the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers play on Tuesday at eight o'clock. So winner gets a trip to the finals. Um, I do I even want to ask who who you have because it sounds like you're going against McJesus here. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, I I get it. Drysaddle and McDavid have what I think it's like fifty six points combined in the first two series. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, but I think Colorado just has an overall better team from top to bottom. I mean. What about the uh, the goal that um, 
Smith let in from the fucking other blue line the other night. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was pretty hysterical. The thing about with Mike Smith, if you get in his head, he's done. He's one of them head case goalies that as soon as he gets Aren't frustrated. Well, to a certain extent. <laughs> I mean, you got to be a special kind of person to have a fucking three-inch disc come flying at your head 100 mile an hour. <laughs> but, I mean, he's one of them more head case goalies. Okay, he reminds me of the head case goalie Hanrahan from Slapshot. <laughs> <laughs> he's that type of fucking head case. Okay? I mean, I've seen him skate after players before. This is true. I mean, I don't know what they said to him, but it had to say something to him. I don't know if it was extended or hand ran. Mm. But, I mean, Mike Smith's wife may be a nice lady. Because <laughs> 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 you know that came up in conversation. I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying he's that type of head case goalie that could just go fucking bonkers. I mean, you can't see Flurry just going fucking bonkers. No. Vasilevsky, no. No. Bobrovsky, no. I mean, who else? Nobody I fucking care about. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jari ain't going to fight nobody. No. Casey DeSmith. Granted, he played for the Nailers, but he ain't fighting nobody. Which he's probably not even going to be a Penguin next year. I mean, what, Carter Hart from Philly? He ain't fighting nobody. Where the fuck's, uh, what's his face that tried to fight Flurry? Um, when he was playing for Montreal. Oh, um. I can't remember. Uh, Peter Boo Guy. No, not Boo Guy. Was it Boo Guy? Not uh, last time I saw him, he was playing for us in the Kings. That shows you right there that he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got you got Claw the Muse, kid. He's a... Oh, Brennan? Yeah. I thought you meant it. Yeah, I think he's got another son that's a goalie. That's why I was like, oh, wait, please don't tell me for the love of fuck that he signed Hey, and you know what? His kid's as much as a rat as Claude was in Colorado. Just saying. Yeah. But that 30 for 30 coming out is going to be great, though, with Colorado and Detroit. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a fucking great watch. Well, that, and then they, they announced, thinking of, uh, speaking of 30 for 30, they're doing the uh, 2000 Ravens, too. Okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good watch. You, that, you know, I always go back to when Ray Lewis and Shannon Sharp were sitting in the back of that meeting room, and they and that did rookie came out and did the impersonation. That is one of the funniest <laughs> fucking videos I've ever watched in my life. And he's I got that big kangaroo hat on. <laughs> he's doing everything. He's like, I want my retribution. I want. <laughs> and then he's going nuts, and Ray Lewis is kind of just like, okay, he's reacting, so I'm gonna react with him. Yeah, it's just Shannon. It's, oh, it's just funny. That whole uh, that's that's a good segue. We'll, we'll switch. That's a good segue into our next thing is is talking about football here. Hey, give me yourself a pat on the back. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, big things happening in the valley here for one of the uh, the valley's own. Um, Elijah Bell, who played for Wheeling Park, is is going to attend the the XFL showcase. And for you guys that don't know what that is, it's basically. They get out in front of these scouts of the XFL and they show them, you know, show them what they have and, and practically get signed. So we could possibly see him in the XFL. That'd be awesome. I feel like he needs a shot. I mean, he's <laughs> a lot of things he did. I mean, winning the Randy Moss Award in high school and then um, putting up almost 3000 yards in college at North Carolina A&T. I feel like that's just that's unbelievable. I mean, it's just. 
33 touchdowns and 202 receptions in college. That's unreal. Kid's a baller. He could play. And he was originally a just straight basketball player, wasn't he? And then he converted over to football. And I still remember what he caught a uh, touchdown pass in that state championship game, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Chris was there with me <laughs> at that state championship. Because that was right before the, the Naylor's finals run. We had a playoff game that night. No, no, it was uh, Clint Hurdle night. Oh, oh, okay. I remember, remember, we're in December there. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but no, you know, and fantastic for Elijah. And, I mean, I was shocked and not a lot. Nobody really gave him an NFL look. I know the Seahawks had a little bit of interest there. And I thought, you know, maybe, all right, you know, maybe he can play some arena ball. But he worked his butt off, and now he's going to get in front of these scouts. And he's going to get a much-deserved opportunity. And, you know, believe it or not, I think what happens at this showcase and whether or not he gets signed, I think it's going to be up to Elijah. I think the ball's going to be in his court. If he goes out there and show these scouts what he's made of, he's not going to give these scouts any other option but to sign him. And what helps, too, is that partnership they have with the NFL. So this could just literally phase right into him getting into the league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you know, his younger brother, Bondell, had a shot in the NFL and, um, you know, had a cup of coffee with the Indianapolis Colts there. So this is a big opportunity. And, you know, I, I really think that, you know, if Elijah makes the most of this, he's going to come out with a contract from the showcase. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I mean, that's I, I love the fact that they're finally, like, since The Rock took over and decided, okay, let's try to get with the NFL and not go against them, but help them and help us. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, a lot of these people are going to be just coming in, and I, I bet you some of these practice squad guys are going to be playing in these games, and they're going to be testing out rules and testing out officials and things like that. So I think it's only going to be it's only going to help. I've said it for years. I feel like the NFL needs a farm system. I feel like they have all these guys signed to these practice squads and everything. Keep them in shape. Keep them going. Let a farm system go and play in the spring, which you know people will be more interested. I used to love watching NFL Europe because they would roll those guys out there and they would have the logos of the teams on the back of their helmets. You knew who they were. You'd be like, oh, okay, that he's playing for Dallas. He's playing for Denver. Like, you may see him. So, I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, it, it's nice to see it. I, I think it's a good idea. Um, I, I think the only way to go is up. I feel like they had a lot of steam. Um, they had a showcase before. Um, we... Uh, Chris, when we were working with the Rough Riders, they actually had a couple guys over there. Um, Lawrence Keys was was one of the big ones that I knew of. Um, he went to the showcase, and then Noel Devine had a couple tryouts and stuff after that. But they they call oh, these Sean guys. Oak- oh yeah, Oakman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Oakman actually played in the league itself. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's a good shot for these guys to continue playing ball that you know that need to get out in front of these people. Well, not just that, especially the if they have the season set up so like it would, I think, start as soon as the Super yeah. Bowl's over. So that'll segue, like when that season's over, it'll segue right into the NFL's OTAs. Pretty much, yeah. And there's just going to be a smooth transition there. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I, I feel like it's a good idea. I mean, like And I said, all them guys are already going to be in shape. You're not going to have to worry about them being out of shape. Right. And I, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm with them training officials. Like, that's my biggest thing is that's the biggest controversy in every sport right now is officiating. Whether it's Major League Baseball, if it's Minor League Baseball, 
hockey, all three levels of hockey. It just it's ridiculous the fact of the officials, the officiating everywhere. And unfortunately, we've talked about it before. It's because lack thereof. Not a lot of people want to officiate anymore. They don't want to do it. These younger younger generation does not want to do it. And these these older guys, they're they're getting up there in age, unfortunately. And they're the ones that did it. I mean, that was the thing. A lot of them before they'd get out of high school and, you know, couldn't couldn't make college or couldn't make the pros or whatever, and then they'd go in and be officials. But now you don't have that. No, I mean, I absolutely agree. And, I mean, Jeff, just to give you a perfect example, you know, I was talking to a guy that's been umpiring now for 39 years, and he was flat out telling me how he just basically walked out of a game the other day. This coach came out yelling, screaming in his face, and, you know, causing a scene. And he literally just called the game there, and he even said it. He's like, yeah, 50 bucks ain't worth it anymore. And that's yeah. exactly what we've gotten to now you know, with this. But, I mean, like you said, I think it's great for a developmental league. But I think what the biggest thing is here, too, is it's going to keep guys in the game. Uh, you know, because I brought up another player. I, you know, I'm not going to mention his name just for confidentiality. But, you know, he had a couple cups of coffee on a few practice squads, um, one with the Bengals and one with the Ravens. And but he had a degree in chemical engineering, so he's like, you know, while I'm on these practice squads, you know, I might be getting little, you know, paid peanuts or whatever, where I can go be making a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand a year engineer, and he quit. Right. Football. You know, and that's like it's frustrating because somebody like him, I mean, he's been out of the game now four or five years, so I don't know, you know, if he still have it or what. But you know, you're they were losing good quality talent that you know maybe they just needed that developmental league, maybe they needed. There's something a little bit more, not quite at that NFL level, but a league that could get them to that level. And I think you're going to start seeing more and more college stars that may not get drafted or signed. still get an opportunity to be able to play in the show maybe two or three years after they're out of college. I mean, a prime example of that is CJ. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That is a prime because he went into Pittsburgh's practice squad as a receiver. And then now look at him. He's going. He played in the Super Bowl with Atlanta. Yeah. And now he's still with Dallas. And I think he's actually getting ready to have a camp or some basketball tournament up at the Highland Sports Complex soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. He's actually. I'm pretty sure he's he's on pace to be one of their special teams captains, just because he's he's found a home in being on special teams for Jerry. Yeah. For Jerry. Fucking Jerry. Jerry and Jerry's world. I just one of those things. It's just insane. But, well, you know, it's it's funny, too, that, I mean, you bring up the Cowboys and just kind of, you know, some of the free agents that they've had over the year, years that didn't make teams right away and then came on later on. And, I mean, like I said, you know, to each their own, you have to admit that Tony Romo and Miles Austin, both those guys are pretty fantastic stories. I mean, you got to think these are guys that went undrafted, got released onto a practice squad, and then ended up making some pretty big names for them. Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole thing within itself. Somebody has to see you and and do you know see what see what you have. And I mean, honestly, <laughs> we'll talk about the biggest one, Kurt Warner. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, his motherfucker was bagging groceries. Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> and playing arena ball. So I mean, that's you know, Iowa barnstormers, baby. That's that's one of the things. So that's one of the last things we'll talk about in this episode. Is I want to bring this up. We haven't talked much about it because there's. Not a lot of people have a lot of knowledge about it, but I do, and I'll I'll spread the wealth. Um, <laughs> but um, we'll talk about 
the uh the NAL for a second, which is the National Arena League. Um they, one of their teams, the Jacksonville Sharks, um, were having some troubles with some quarterback issues, couldn't get a quarterback in there that could stay healthy. They made a trade with Albany, another team in the league, and he did not show up. <laughs> they made the trade. He refused to show up to camp, and so they they cut him, and now they're without a quarterback. Now in steps Arvell Nelson. Holy crap, what a signing for Jacksonville. And guy hasn't really played in in two to three years. I mean, he he played in the the alumni game that both of you were at. Um, Unfortunately, I was out of town, Um, but he still got it. I mean, he... He came out and beat the number one team in the league, the undefe- only undefeated team in the league, and just unbelievable amount of, of just poise it takes to do that and to come in with a, a team that he's never played with before, receivers that he's never thrown to. I it just It's just one of those things. And <laughs> what's he do? He comes out and throws five touchdowns and goes for 243 yards. And oh, by the way, doesn't throw a single interception. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that just shows you the type of player that Arbel is and, uh, you know, what could have been for the Rough Riders that season, you know, before COVID, unfortunately. Over, I, but, I fucking wish. Yeah, um, I mean, you, got, I you fucking look, wish. Look at it, I mean, you would have had arguably the best quarterback. No doubt. No doubt. And God, I hope he listens to this podcast. The best receiver in arena right now, Darius Prince. And, I mean, then you add in a Larry Beavers and a yeah, and then look at that offensive line. I mean, what a team that could have been. And, you know, I stayed with the theme today, you know, got a little uh, Jersey Flight shirt on from when I went up last year and watched my boy Larry Beavers play. So, oh, I know, the Rough Riders there on R&R. But, you know, I had to give Larry a shout-out here. You know, got to go up and watch him play for the flight last year. And then, Jeff, you got the R&R with the Rough Rider. And then you got the man, the myth. The legend, the Swiss Army Knife, Anthony Prevost there behind you. You got his jersey, and then you got the Philly Soul jersey. So, you know, we definitely had the arena theme going on today, and that's why I uh, brought out Larry's last year's team in the jersey flight. But, I mean, these man, having a great year this year with the Orlando Predators, so got to give me a Predator shirt. I, I'm super mad. So we are we're flying into Florida um, in June, and we – couldn't find any other flight but Friday night, and I'm super pissed because Orlando is playing at home on Friday, and I will fly in right after the game. If uh, it would have been a morning flight, I would have been at that game. I just, oh man, it just, I was like, you got to be kidding me. But it didn't, we couldn't get any morning flights. We had an afternoon flight, and then they're not playing again. Um, they're on the road again the following week, so that's that's one of those things that could have been, but, you know, it's timing's everything. So, but I mean, I, I just, what a wonderful guy. Um, I actually have, um, his pictures up over here still, um, on the stand. Oh there. yeah. You got the football too. I, I can see every, our folks can see the football there in the background too. So yep. got that too. Everything's over there. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that just, he, what a great guy Beavers is. What it, I mean, just that whole team was just, just a bunch of wonderful athletes and just great guys to be around. It was just a fun time to be, um, just one of the best times that we've had, that's for sure. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I also don't want to forget, um, you know, Brian Ability Price got to see him in that game too, was playing for the Orlando Predators, actually playing against one of his old teams in the Jersey flight. So, you know, Jeff, and that, that just shows you the type of bond that, 
you know, and everything that the Rough Riders brought in that one year. I mean, whoever thought I'd be driving eight and a half hours to, you know, see two guys that, you know, I barely knew, but at the beginning of the year, but really got to know them, you know, after that season, kept in touch with them, and then driving up there to get to see them guys play. I mean, you know, it's something fantastic, and uh, still keeping in touch with these guys. Actually, just talked to Anthony Prevost a few weeks ago, and, um, you know, everything that Greg and Jesse and Marty and Scott and everybody that was just able to do for this. But the, the biggest thing is now is, you know, being able to see these guys continue to play at the highest level of arena ball is just phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, I'm just bummed out it didn't happen. I know. I mean, oh, that, yeah, I'm quick. so bummed out it didn't happen. My ass was going to be right in front of that Ryder Mafia sign in that corner right by Generations. I was wanting to catch somebody. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just one of those things. That roster is just re was ridiculous. And that's the crazy thing, that they're all still playing, but in all and different teams and making big impacts in those teams. I mean, that... The, the re- Chris, you talked about it. The receiving core was ridiculous. The offensive line, the the starting the quarterback room would would have been fantastic. Um, that defense, that secondary would have been second to none. I mean, it's just one of those things. I watched Davenport lay a hit this past weekend, and man, he he can still bring it. I mean, and that's that's one of those things. And you know, Lockett, who was supposed to be with us, went and won a championship last year in Albany, and is probably going to win another one in Massachusetts this year. He's playing center, and I watched him this weekend, yesterday, full pull, full press a dude. And that quarterback was clean, clean. One thing, though, that I want to talk about, too, I want to give a huge shout-out to uh, to Love. Listen, I he said multiple times, I could probably play the offensive side of the ball if I needed to, and he's keeping that quarterback clean there in Albany. They've put him on both sides. He's played defensive tackle. He's played uh, nose tackle. That's that's his primary position. His nose is nose guard. But man, he's playing offensive line. He's just bullying guys. Like he's just straight up full court pressing guys and just keeping everybody in that backfield clean. I mean, the dude's built like a fucking truck. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's fucking huge. Yeah, he's he's somebody you don't want to mess and with. And he definitely knows his handwork, feet, footwork oh, yeah, is yeah. unreal. Yeah, absolutely unreal. It's just yeah. Gonna... yeah, another guy that you know we forgot to bring up that had a hell of a season last year was Calvin Banch, and yeah, he's another one that can play both sides of the ball. He's a linebacker. He can play in that fullback position and protect the quarterback. And you know, I mean, what he did in Jersey last year was really impressive. And um, you know, just being able to see him. And uh, there was another guy uh, that was up there, uh, Donnell Andrews, mm-hmm. that you know we had seen with the New England uh, Bobcats before they folded. And, you know, he had a cup of coffee with the Richmond Rough Riders. So, you know, it, it is good to be able to see these guys. Um, when I, I, I failed them. Uh, Jerome Jr., you know, down in Orlando right mm-hmm. now. He uh, played in the alumni game, but I believe he was a Richmond Rough Rider. If I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, you know, guys like Jr. and then obviously Beavers. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to see guys at the next level. And, I mean, you know, Connor Arlea had a signed contract but you know obviously he has his business and everything so and make his way out to billings but i mean just all the talent that that what could have been that season yeah i mean uh, the the cards were there it just was not you know covid happened and everything else happened but i mean that's just one of those things that <laughs> what could have been i mean just unbelievable 
Anybody else got anything else to add? I think that's pretty much a full episode there, fellas. I don't know. You want to you wanna shout out the... Uh... The R and R gaming. Go ahead. Go ahead. I did it last. Hey, that's all you. It's your Twitch. It's your Twitch. All right. So, guys, we talked about it last week. We'll talk about it again this week. Um, we do uh, R and R gaming. Um, we've kind of spread out a little bit here with R and R. We've done a little bit of different things. Um, done some highlight tapes, stuff like that. Um, so we we decided to dabble in the gaming world. All of us do it. So we're like, ah, we might as well just you know make a page for it. So it is on the the Facebook. It's R and R gaming. Um, R&R Gaming team on um, on Instagram and then R&R Gaming on Facebook. Um, listen, none of us are any good at all. We just have fun with it. Um, Jordan, you're, you're, you're all right. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm, I, I'm on the Call of Duty spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. on the Call of Duty yeah, yeah. spectrum. Uh, NHL, fuck that game. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not that great at Call of Duty. Prime example, I was playing with John today. Played a game of Rebirth. Died 30 seconds in. <laughs> Boom, dead. <laughs> Twice. Twice. I said, John, pick where we're landing this game because obviously we didn't have any luck. He goes running into a building, takes us both out. Done. <laughs> so you have your good days, you have your bad days. I mean, you told me earlier you barred down somebody on NHL last night. I did. I did. We had a game of sixes last night. See, and you're I... using that heat seeker ability right there. Yep. Had a pass, had a nice face-off win from Sean, kicked it right out to me, and I barred down the goalie. It was fantastic. Now, I will tell you this. Like like Jeff said, we're shit. <laughs> we're absolutely dog shit. But you know what? We have fun. It's a good laugh. It is a good laugh because our reactions yeah. are what make everything. I mean, you hear dumbass comments like, oh, shit, that dude was up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an example talking about the gaming world right? yeah, 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 yeah 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 i, I, I mean I, you know i i'm not in studio right now <laughs> well, no, I, I, I mean I, if somebody's up there right now i'm sitting on this chair god help them <laughs> so, so i'm just saying like it's a great time y'all should check us out what is it friday saturday nights yeah mostly fridays saturdays we do dab one to saturdays but mostly friday nights um but yeah but one thing i gotta say to jeff though one thing I gotta say to Jeff. Still waiting for you to get that Call of Duty game on there. We will. We'll, we'll stream some duty. We'll have to do that next next week. We're trying. Oh, you know what we need to do, and it's sitting over there staring at me. Is is a switch? Okay. Idea. Uh oh. Idea. Uh oh. So, John's got a switch. Yeah. Sean's got a switch. Rashad's got a switch. Rashad's got a switch. I got a switch. What game do we all own? Except for John. Oh, he'll own it. Mario Kart. You know what that means, right? <laughs> that sounds like drunk driver to me. <laughs> that sounds like motherfucking drunk driver. We're going to get everybody on that shit. It's going to be whacked out. I mean, whacked out. So if anybody doesn't know what drunk driver is, you have one can of beer at the start of this race. You cannot drive while you drink it. No, but, drink, no drinking and driving, kids. No drinking and driving. No drinking and driving. You never want to do that. But if you're stopped and on Mario Kart, not in real life, in Mario Kart, just to clarify, <laughs> you have to finish the entire beer before the end of the race. The cart cannot move until that beer is placed down. Now, you can spread it out through the whole race. Or, like our dumbasses would do, chug it at the start of the race. Somebody invite me over. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to have to do that, but that's yeah, it's it's a good time. It's, Where you got Mario Party? 
Yeah. You can figure some shit out with that. I mean, what else? Uh, that's about it right now, I think. We got everything else coming up. I need to grab uh, the uh, the Lego Star Wars. That looks fun as shit. For first, yeah. For Switch, I have it for the PS2, and it's so much fun. Oh, I'm gonna start doing that too. So, I haven't decided what I'm gonna do yet, but I got a uh, a different Switch for the uh, for the PS2 that brings it in clear. It's a HDMI switch to where I can do an HDMI instead of the AV cords. Um, so I'm thinking maybe possibly some college football, maybe. Um, I talked about doing maybe some arena because not really anybody's doing that. Um, Wait, so, so like straight up streaming off your PS2? Yeah, because I have a I have a the graphics card right there. You know we need to get then. What? We need to get NHL hits. Oh we yeah. We need to get MLB slugfest yeah we need yeah. to get some nfl street going yeah well i or, do have street we can and get nba one. street yeah oh yeah volume yeah. two though it yeah, has oh, yeah. To be volume two Ooh, one of the best games volume two. Oh, oh man that, you could get all the boys together mm-hmm. like a group stream oh yeah yeah we'll have to figure that bad boy out but guys, this has been a fun episode. We pretty much covered everything from end to end. I I don't have anything else. I mean that that's pretty much it. Well, at least this week you don't have to crumble up the piece of paper and throw it across the room. I feel like that's my, my thing now. I feel like that's what I've been. No, fuck it, do it right now. Fuck it, throw it. Woo! There you go. I did it last week. Might as well keep doing it. Anyway, <laughs> so guys, this has been a blast. Thank you for listening to us, Chris. Thanks for uh, for calling in. Um, we'll get you back in the studio as soon as we can. Uh, Jordan, thank you for hanging out in the studio as always. Um, guys, it's been a fun time. We'll catch you again next week. Peace.